1: my number one album. Big shocker to me. Also folklore. Whoa. Are you ready to dive into all things Taylor Swift? Good for a Weekend is the ultimate podcast for any Swiftie. With new episodes dropping bi-monthly, as well as bonus episodes to give you real-time reactions to the latest rumors and news, it's your one-stop shop for all things T-Swift. We also love connecting with our fellow Weekenders, so be sure to connect with us on Instagram, Twitter, and or Discord to share all your Taylor thoughts. Good for a Weekend is available wherever you get your podcasts. I know. of course, that. Like, it's a perfect album.
2: Consequence Podcast Network. Hello, and welcome to the Spark Parade, where I talk to artists and entertainers about their cultural spark of inspiration. I'm Adam Unz at Spark Parade on all social media. Thank you so much for joining me. If you are a New Yorker, I hope you had a super fun Pride weekend. Um but you know let's face it I hope you had a super fun pride weekend no matter where you live if you're listening to this on release day it is June 30th which is the last day of pride month boo but uh we're going to go out with a bang yay my guest today is musician YouTuber and podcaster MXM Tune who chatted with me about the life is strange game series it's a lovely chat MXM Toon was so kind and thoughtful, and I think this is a lovely way to finish up a fantastic Pride Month. So let's hop to it! Quick MXM Tune facts. Maya, known professionally as MXM Tune, is a singer, songwriter, producer, gamer, and now successful podcaster. She is known for singing and playing the ukulele and is from Oakland, California. Her 2018 self-released EP, Plum Blossom, recorded on her laptop in her parents' guest bedroom, has been streamed over 100 million times. She released her debut album, The Masquerade, in September 2019. MXM Tune's highly successful podcast is called 365 Days with MXM Tune, the podcast, which launched last September, features a daily episode where Maya takes us through the most interesting, weird, and funny events of that day in history. She is also joined by special guests along the way. Um, quick Life is Strange facts, focusing here on the first game. Life is Strange is an episodic graphic adventure video game. The first installment of the Life is Strange series, the game was released in five episodes periodically throughout 2015. The plot focuses on Max Caulfield, an 18-year-old photography student who discovers that she has the ability to rewind time at any moment, leading her every choice to enact the butterfly effect. The player's actions will adjust the narrative as it unfolds and reshape it once allowed to travel back in time so there you have it you're so well informed that you could have done this interview by yourself but you didn't so why not listen to it instead here comes my chat with mxm tune about life is strange so the first question's always do you remember becoming aware of um this game or uh yeah what's the what's the origin story for you
1: I do remember becoming aware of this game. I played my first Life is Strange game um, back in 2017. And it was just when I started doing Twitch streaming for the first time. Mm -hmm. I was testing the waters and seeing, you know, what was going to work for me because I really loved watching people play video games. And I always wanted to try and do that for myself. And I played it with my brother on Twitch and I think we had around 20 people watching us the entire time, but it was super fun. And I remember loving the idea of involving an audience with helping me make the decisions in the game. And um, I just have really fond memories of discovering it for the first time and like being blown away by the twists and turns that it takes throughout the entire gameplay. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: And I think, There's something about adventure games that really lend themselves to Twitch as a platform that exactly like what you said that, you know, if you're playing a game where you're like, constantly shooting things or whatever, there's not much interactivity that you can have with the the people who are watching you. But this way, it's like, let's all make decisions as a group. Let's vote on what should happen next. Um, And that's, that's great.
1: It definitely relieves a lot of guilt that you feel <laughs> if you want to make a certain decision, like you can just place the blame on the audience for deciding what they wanted to do.
2: <laughs> right. Especially in games like these, where the stakes are pretty high, if you make the wrong decision, <laughs> like somebody will die or something you don't want. to Exactly.
1: Uh, like, it's not my yeah, fault. It's right. this random user who just logged on and just started chatting relentlessly and telling me to do it right not my problem yeah. right
2: right and yeah just uh being able to like uh not you know uh say that it was a decision by committee rather than yeah. something that you <laughs> yes. have to take full responsibility <laughs> for at least in the first game as well you know like being able to rewind time so if you are encouraged by the people watching to do something very bad then you can say let's try that again
1: <laughs> yeah exactly move some room prayer.
2: <laughs> yeah um i think with this game series as well it's so um the story is so important and such a huge part of what ga- makes the games compelling but um you know I, thinking in particular of the first one that you know like set in a school And even though there are these supernatural science fiction-y elements to it, the relationships between the kids and the relationships between the kids and the adults and and whatever, just the way that people interact with each other, the dialogue, it all feels like it's grounded in reality and the like, having a story as a foundation that you can really relate to um, is such an important part, at least to me, of making a game really addictive and compelling, and I think they do a great job of that.
1: Absolutely. I think the reason I really love the Life is Strange games is because, I mean even in my own line of work where I'm making music I think the goal is always to create a really human story, and with Life is Strange they constantly do that. It's just really good storytelling with an element of the supernatural intertwined with these sorts of narratives that they're exploring, and I love the games for that very reason i think that they just do a really good job of explaining what it's like to be a person and the experiences that we go through and just so happen to be able to rewind time sometimes yeah. like that's pretty cool too
2: <laughs> yeah or you know what whatever uh superpowers uh, yes. you're able to access it's like always this helpful little addition that would be that's quite right, nice right. in convenient. real life too yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah and i think video games as uh, a medium as well uh just combining uh the this like having a story that i know that with tv and movies now especially like you know with uh, the explosion in streaming services and um content that is a, a lot freer than if it were on network tv but still having like certain parameters story parameters that you need to operate within and with video games it's like the worlds are so much bigger you're spending so much more time with the characters and so it's like the the story just grows exponentially from what it would be in a traditional narrative structure so it's really important that you have characters that you can relate to and that you feel like you know you you are invested in their story and you actually want to you know you're worried about what happens to them again with a game like this where it's high stakes where you know you don't you 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 know, you like the characters enough that you don't want them to die. It's not like, get rid of them.
1: Yeah, it's totally, I remember having a moment playing Life is Strange where I realized you could actually play Dungeons and Dragons with the group (laughs) of the side characters. And like in a TV show, you would never be able to do that unless that's like a focused arc of the storyline. Like, but in Life is Strange, there's this beautiful, all these beautiful moments where you can go and you can interact with these people, but you might not necessarily have been able to, to talk with in something like a movie or a TV show. But you can have these moments where you're playing Dungeons and Dragons with these side characters that you see sometimes and get to know them more as characters, and that further just involves you in the world and the like story that's being told in these games. I think that's so cool. Like very rarely you get to see that outside of format like video games. Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah, and just by the nature again of the medium, like it's so much more immersive. You feel like you're actually a part of the story, and you are actually controlling what happens. It's like there's you know a a certain set of options. It's uh, Mm -hmm. in a game like this. It's It's not like infinite. It's not an open world thing. But, um, you know, there are other possibilities of where the story can go besides just having it dictated to you and you're, you know, a passive observer. You're actually a participant. I mean, duh. It's like, that's very clear (laughs) that that's how video games work. Uh, I I don't think I need to explain that to you or to anybody (laughs) listening to this. But uh, yeah, and also just like the advances, how quickly games... Uh, uh the technology behind games advances like looking at the first game and looking at like you know the game play trailer for the new one that it's it's so amazing to me more than any other form of entertainment it just is like this leaps and bounds change. And it's only been whatever, five, six years.
1: Absolutely. I mean, I was looking at the graphics when I saw the trailer for the new Life is Strange game. And it's just wild because in my memory, like the older games look just as good as that. And so I went back and I was looking at the gameplay and I was like, Oh, they don't <laughs> necessarily look as good as this new game. But it is crazy, like the level of technological advancement that takes place between titles. But also, I think it speaks to the quality of the Life of Strange Games is that the narrative is so good. The visuals can only add more to that experience and like the storytelling and everything. But yeah, it's wild. I'm so excited to be able to play the new game and to see how the technological advancements that they're experiencing and can apply to this title. Is, it's going to be really cool. I'm very stoked.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I heard a, um, or saw an interview with Kamel Nanjani the other day where he was talking about why he loves playing video games. And it's like all of those things combined, that the way narratives are driven, the stories that are being told, the technology involved, all of those elements, that there tends to be a much more progressive trajectory. There, there's a lot more risk taking and just, you know. Uh, like the advancements in film technology Mm -hmm. are slower because it involves real people and that's never going to change it's like people are not advancing like machines are so you know you can have um the representations of people in games advancing and getting more realistic with Mm -hmm. each passing day and obviously that's not happening with with real people in movies (laughs)
1: I mean, yeah, I like I play so many games that are parts of a series and part of this larger storyline that happens. And um, it's just so cool to see how they progress and to be a longtime fan of so many different titles that have these teams that are working on it and constantly striving to give the updates for the visuals or add new components and new elements. It's really exciting in a way that like when you watch a movie series, like you can love those storylines and you could see how CGI improves over the course of its creation. But there's a certain level of like, okay, we've done this and we can keep making really good stuff. But with video games, it's this constant like, oh, how can we keep making this better? And there's going to always be something new there, which is super cool as a gamer, just to know that there's going to be more and more stuff on the horizon.
2: Mm. Right. And also, I mean, even looking back at those earlier games, I think even though the technology advanced so much, it doesn't, it, it's still like that world is yeah. all completely... You know, it's it's all uh using the same technology. It feels mm-hmm. uniform. And if you look back at an old movie that has like CGI that's super dated, it feels yeah. really like oh that you know it's, it's really
1: like, jarring. Yeah. yeah. It
2: really <laughs> clings. Um so it's nice to have like <laughs> everything kind of blended into uh into one. Um, do you find that Do you you play uh, video games mostly just on Twitch, or do you play it in your own time too?
1: I actually mostly play video games in my free time now, Mm. just because I find that it's just there's something so highly enjoyable about being completely immersed in your own when you're playing a video game Mm. and. I miss making decisions with my audience because I definitely like being able to blame the committee for all the decision-making that will take place if I'm not happy with something. But I I really play a lot of video games when I'm like in bed at the end of the night. And I'm like, okay, I'm giving myself like two hours to get through this next quest that I have going on in like Breath of the Wild or something. Like, all right, let me sit down and really focus in on this.
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. My husband is obsessed with Breath of the Wild right now. Like every second that he can get, he's- (laughs) straight on it um do you are adventure games your jam you play minecraft too don't you i do play minecraft i play
1: pretty much any title under the sun outside of horror but i love watching people play horror games so that's when i find twitch and i go and watch the playthroughs because i cannot be in charge of moving around like a castle and in a resident evil that's way too scary i don't want to be responsible for that
2: (laughs) right yeah it feels worse when you're playing it like when you're the one who you know your character might die and like you said it's like your responsibility to keep them safe it's like it's very intense but if you're watching somebody else do it then yes it's like, yeah. again blaming other people for the, the terrible it's the things greatest that happen. Thing, yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah i remember uh there was an alien game on playstation like four or five years ago something like, maybe it's longer than that that was like Absolutely terrifying, and even that one, like watching it, it was really stressful because it was really built around jump scares and, like, you know, trying to make you cry.
1: (laughs) Way too scary. I remember having to watch my friend play Mass Effect, and I was just Mm. like looking away constantly. I could not do it. I was like, okay. I can kind of, I was taking peeks through my hands to try and see what was going on on the screen, but it was just way too scary for me. And some video games out there, I don't know how the people work on them. Like it's wild to be a part of the creation process and know what's going on. It's crazy.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Time for a quick break because somebody's got to keep the lights on around here, but we'll be right back. Have you ever watched Mythic Quest? That,
1: I have, actually, yeah. with my dad.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, you know, a very light, kind of gentle TV mm-hmm. show, but um, just seeing that kind of stuff, like any any show that shows the kind of behind-the-scenes drama mm-hmm. of, um, you know, an industry that I'm interested in is always yes. kind of funny. Um, <laughs> uh, just thinking again about the, the stories with the Life is Strange games, um, I think you know getting back again to the first one that idea of having this like having teenagers be the protagonist Mm -hmm. having a female protagonist as well i know there was a lot of like initial pushback when they were trying to um uh pitch the game that people were saying "Oh, nobody's gonna want to play a game unless a boy is the lead and it's like um obviously is not true and there've been a lot of games that have proven that wrong um but i think Not only having a compelling narrative and having uh, situations that feel real, but treating the characters with respect. And even though the kids are teenagers, allowing them to have like real complex emotional lives instead of, um, you know, skeletal like sketches of characters. And again, when you're playing, yeah. when you're spending so much time with them, you really have to believe that they are, you know, if not real people, that the characters uh, represent what real people act like and and the things that they feel.
1: Completely. I mean, I think that one of the reasons I was a teenage girl when I was playing the Life is Strange game for the first time. And I think for me to experience having a protagonist that felt complex and um, really well thought out and Max being just this really strong individual who is trying to navigate her own path and i felt seen for the first time in a lot of the video games i play are so especially i think male, like video games in general are very male-dominated mm-hmm. sphere and it's a very marketed towards teenage boys to consume but life is strange feels like this narrative storyline that really focuses around the complexities of being a teenager and focusing on being a young woman too, um, which was really exciting and I think really meaningful. And, uh, you know, they've continued to keep making titles that I think speak to the teenage experience with life is strange too. And um, life is strange before the storm. And now this next one coming up too, really focusing in again on what it's like to be a young woman.
2: Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think um, having that as like the central core of these games, but having the, you know, uh, the idea, like, Talking about bullying, talking about, um, you know, the stresses of being teenagers and people, you know, uh, whatever, experimenting with drugs or like having problems at home and having, Mm -hmm. um, you know, their parents, uh, splitting up or cheating on each other or whatever that it's like, um, You know, again, comparing it to like Hollywood stuff, obviously in teen shows now there is it's a lot more uh, realistic incorporating Mm -hmm. those kinds of issues um, into people's lives. But as I've said for the 500th time, um, the the idea that you're spending so much time with these characters, you really want to feel like the issues that they're encountering are things that you can relate to or things that like, Mm -hmm. you know, other people that age are experiencing and going Mm -hmm. through so that it feels like you know, the the immersion in this world is grounded in, in some kind of, you know, in reality with supernatural elements. Mm-hmm.
1: Yes. I mean, it's very cool. I think even the way that Life is Strange releases their games with the chapters element and being able to focus in, like, it feels very episodic. And that's mm-hmm. the point of the entire game. But um, what I really loved about it is that it didn't feel like it was like skipping over anything. You take time to really dive into all these aspects. Like, chloe's family life and Max's like experience moving and all these different aspects are not passing things that we go through they are very built out like you said you're spending a lot of time focusing in on these specific aspects of these characters lives and it's very believable and you feel really emotionally attached to them and so the decision making process is just heightened by the fact that you have all this detail and access to what their lives have been like thus far
2: Yeah, totally. Mm -hmm. And I totally agree with the, um, thing that you said about the episodic nature as well, that it's like, I don't know, graphic novels or something where you have like little chunks, you can get excited about the world that's being built and, um, start getting invested in the characters, but it also keeps anticipation high so that Mm -hmm. you're always, you know, it, it forces you to take breaks. I mean, I am thinking again of my husband playing Breath of the Wild where it's like, (laughs) Because the whole game is here, it's like, I have to play all (laughs) the time. Um, So, you know, kind of forcing people to have maybe a little healthy time away from from, uh, the game and be able to uh, have something to look forward to.
1: That's too funny. I use Breath of the Wild as my break game as well. And yeah, I think like having access to such an expansive universe is one of the most wonderful things about video games. But the episodic nature of Life is Strange, I think it paces the person who's playing and really gives you a second to like, okay, let's take in the amount of information that we just played through because that was a very traumatic thing that we just played through. Why don't I take a second to just breathe? (laughs) Right,
2: right. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I think it's, it's clear that everybody spends all of their time looking at screens now, and especially with the rather unusual year that we've all just been through where you know people have mostly been at home, people haven't been really doing anything besides just staring at screens all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I know that having a game that's episodic doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to stop looking at screens. It just means you can move on to another game. But uh, in in theory, uh, if not in practice, just being able to kind of step away and say,, um, you know, there's, you know, this is, I've, I've gotten as far as I can get right now and I have to wait a little while until the the next little bit comes out.
1: Yeah. Pacing yourself with video games is definitely always a welcome, healthy, uh, practice. I would say I don't have very much good self-restraint when it comes to like playing video games in good amounts, but you know, if you do good for you. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, Exactly. Yeah. I find it. Yeah. It's, it's one of the hardest things I think. Yeah. Being being uh forced having something that's episodic where you can say i would really love to keep going but i can't um is maybe the way forward because otherwise i'm just like you know staying up until three o'clock in the morning right (laughs) it's impossible (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah um so healthy breaks everyone that's uh that's the order of the day i think (laughs) Uh, um it is very exciting that you are actually going to be a part of this uh, world. Congratulations on that! Uh, Thank uh, you so much. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, quite quite an achievement, and um, uh, yeah, look forward to seeing what the new game looks like
1: me too (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah
2: like well you've got the gameplay trailer like the rest of us so true um, i'm
1: pretty much in the dark about a lot of it too so i'll be playing through it for the first time alongside a lot of people and i'm super excited to see what's there Mm -hmm.
2: that's very exciting are you do you think you're gonna play any of the new one on twitch
1: i definitely will that one i will return back to twitch and i will continue to ask the group of people watching what they would like me to do i think that'll ease my decision making a little bit more too yeah
2: yeah and also i think you know not just having to, uh, a way to alleviate your guilt, but being able to experience it with a big group yeah. of people, um, you know, having everybody be excited about it and experiencing it as you experience it for the first time, um, it's a, it's a pretty cool thing. That's one of the best things about Twitch as a platform.
1: Love communal experiences. And I think like Twitch has definitely been a huge part of that over the last year, really with just being able to provide a community space for so many people to experience stuff together. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, totally. Yeah. Well, I feel very, very good. This has been so much fun. Um, Thank you so much for making time for me.
1: Of course. Thank you so much for having me. I always (laughs) love talking about video games. So thanks for giving me an opportunity to do that.
2: Yeah, my (laughs) pleasure. Um, Yeah. So thanks again and um, take care.
1: Awesome. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Bye.
2: Wasn't that fun? That's a rhetorical question because obviously the answer is a resounding yes. Thanks again to Maya for chatting with me. You can stream and download her podcast 365 Days with MXM Tune on Spotify or wherever you stream or download podcasts. Same thing with all of her music. Okay, quick inspirational cultural moment from me this week. I'm finishing out Pride Month with another queer icon, Rebecca Black. Yes, for real. I'm leaning into my gayest, poppiest self to cap off a month of celebrations. If you only know Rebecca Black from Friday, the song that brought her to the public consciousness, I can understand your possible skepticism about this particular recommendation. But her new EP, Rebecca Black Was Here, is really good. She's been working with a lot of other interesting people over the last few years, including doing a song with Big Frida and a uh, completely bonkers collaboration with Dorian Electra. But this new EP is just... Pop perfection. So, if you like pop music and gay shit, you should check it out. Okay, that's about it for the week. Back next week with more exciting, inspirational culture. Please remember that Pride Month isn't just for June, it's for life. Uh, Stay safe, stay cool if you're in a hot place like me, and until next time, bye.
1: trash comedy is the podcast where we trade sweet sweet facts like they're dirty little pieces of gossip we're a new york-based comedy team and we're joined each week with a funny delightful friend after each person shares their facts we rate those facts from oh my god That's not hot. That's as cold as the coldest ice you've ever seen, too. Oh, my God, that's so spicy. My mouth is gone.
2: So if that made sense to you, then please join us on Mondays wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the Apocalypse Podcast Network. For more great podcasts, go to ApocalypsePodcastNetwork.com. And remember, every time you support one of our sponsors, you're supporting the podcast you just
0: heard.